0: You asked for it, now you've got it. The ultimate FIFA soundtrack has been decided with iconic artists like Muse, MGMT, St. Motel, Blur, Billie Eilish and more, making their return in FIFA 23's new World Cup mode. Play the World Cup now in FIFA 23 on PlayStation 5. FIFA 23, the world's game. PlayStation
1: Hello listeners, before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now enjoy the show.
2: Incredibly exciting. It's really about
3: Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. 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 as a developer, That's an amazing feeling. Wow. Welcome Welcome to Houston. Houston.
4: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5, episode 123. We should just put in like the uh, the Michael Jackson music. I'm sure we'll get like copyright struck off. But anyway, it'd be perfect for them. Episode 123, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. And um, with me, as always, is uh, Mr. Sonny Sangira. How are you doing?
2: I'm either the listeners have either heard Michael Jackson's 123 at the beginning of the episode. Or they may hear it at the end. It's going to be one or the other. I'm going to put it in. <laughs> one, or I might do it when you go, welcome to episode. Gonna... It's just, <laughs> just going to cut to Michael Jackson. Right? Just cut it in. Yeah, cut it. Why not? Yeah. Get the Jackson pies in here. Because where, um... I took your idea. So listeners yeah. of last week's episode, um, patrons would have heard it first, and then listeners would have heard it like, huh, where is all these random sounds coming from? Yes, we've added... Iconic PlayStation sounds into the episode to separate <gasps> segments. So obviously, last week,
4: the first one that you hear is
2: let's get ready for the next battle.
4: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And there's so much to choose from. So stay tuned for all these. The first thing today. is
2: the first thing I looked for was let's get ready for the next battle. Second thing, yeah, cyborg ninja. Where are you? I'ma find you. Okay. I'm gonna get you in, and i put him in. <laughs>
4: Oh uh, so, well, the, so, the nostalgia. Obviously, if, you know your, if you
2: know your PlayStation, you'll get yeah. nice little nostalgia dips throughout this episode yeah. as you'll hear iconic PlayStation sounds and nice. moments. Nice,
4: nice, so, yeah, Thinking about y'all. Thinking about y'all. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, man. It's gonna be an interesting couple of weeks. Uh this episode we're gonna be diving into uh the more game well, sorry, the game of the year awards. Uh, we're gonna be going into some of the nominees of that um the playstation love for the callisto protocol we're going to be touching that game today we're also going to be touching on dc games future game plans uh and last of all we're going to be touching on Un- uncharted getting a theme roller coaster like what exactly <laughs> anyway. exactly but it's a story <laughs> yeah. that needs to be told all that and more and yes it is a story that we we're just definitely going to dive into uh but yeah before we get into all that good stuff let's talk about what we've been playing so what you've been playing mate
2: I've been playing God of War, you know. Uh, I <laughs> thought to myself I was going to finish awesome. it by the time this next episode came. Nope, this game is long, you know. Do my head
4: in now, it's really? too long.
2: <laughs> it's too long.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how many hours have you um, invested? I'm almost Are at 40, bro. I'm almost at 40. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: But I can tell, like, people say, oh, I got the platinum, I got the platinum. It took me 50 hours. It took me 60 hours. And I'm like, okay. I can see that, but a lot of the trophies seem to be tied to the side missions, like the big side missions, to get you to Mm -hmm. play it, to spread out the lore context to the characters and all that, right? Yeah. And I'm doing them. That's why it's taking me so long, because I'm doing them. I'm not just rushing the story, but I'm at that point now where I'm thinking, do you know what? I'm I'm just going to focus on the story path. Yeah. and do them all after. But then I get so engrossed in the side mission, I keep doing them, and it's like I'm like a crack addict <laughs> to these side missions. I'm like you, with the shit ones in Horizon that don't need to be done.
4: Yeah, yo, yo, they do, man. but they just they do get you, man. It's like, there's something about them. Uh, but I don't know, I think, you know, with me, it's like, I know if I just go down the main story route, it's just going to be over too quick, and I don't want it to be over. I'll tell you what, you this know, game so won't be over. I think yeah. the one
2: good thing about God of War, especially 2018 and this game, is they really, really flesh out the main campaign stories. There's nothing short, you know what I mean? Like a short in a God of War game, is like 20, 30 minutes, you know what I mean? And some <laughs> campaigns yeah. are really long uh, yeah, yeah. in this. And some of them you can't, You you need to, it's really cool. It's like Horizon, that you go through the main campaign, they introduce new, you'll go through a campaign and you'll find a section that you can't get through because you don't have a weapon for it yet later yeah. in the game you eventually get that weapon and then you remember and you kind of want to go back just to see what it is and it leads to a whole yeah massive side story that you could easily miss yeah. but it's got dragons yeah. and everything in there it's like if you if yeah. you come back i'm going to give you an episode of house of the dragon you know what i mean and shit like that. <laughs> so that's what god of war is all about He's finding these so, fucking crazy things so you know you just game.
4: reminded me sorry i just before you said that you just reminded me of one exactly when you said that yeah there was one part in the uh, god of war the first one which i'm still uh, uh trolling through um you where i found like you... this massive bit no it's like a, was it a dragon or a bird um and it was massive massive the head's talking off and like you know you got um you know the, the, basically it's just madness and you got all these beans coming out those witches coming out from left right and center yeah, yeah. um and you've got these molten lava um Beast just coming out, and I just didn't have the power for it. And I completely forgot about it until you just mentioned that. So I'm gonna go right back up to that one. Fuck them up now the innit. Shit out yeah, of those people. Up. Yeah, man. I got the chains of Olympus now, man. Come on, man. <laughs>
2: But yeah, no. Um Sick. playing the game, enjoying it. It mm. has solidified at the moment. I know where it's sitting in my game of the year. Candidates of for me personally, something you know, that's how we'll end this year with obviously our game of the year awards, our yeah. own little one for latest PS5. Oh, yeah. But yeah, obviously,
4: I will well, save for that awards. episode. But uh, what have you oh, been playing? That's it, man. I've been touching, uh, well, I keep saying touching, touching all day, man. Um, I've been playing God of War uh, 2018, not as much time as I wanted to because it's been a very manic week. Um, but yeah, um, I will be, comp- I think I'm going to be, I don't know, so where about you? Are the... All right, then. so. I'm on the part where I'm on this massive ship, yeah, and there's a whole load of, um, like, zombies and everything, and the ship is basically a flying ship, and it feels like it's towards the end. It feels like it's the end, and See, I think I'm in mean, hell.
2: now I know you've barely played it, because you said this last week, Was it or the week, week before, <laughs> or yeah, two but, weeks know, before, exactly. you know, so yeah, you yeah, haven't yeah, moved
4: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I haven't played much, no, no, but yeah, that's the part that I'm on. And um, yeah, it feels like it's towards the end. It just feels like you know the, the amount of enemies that they're throwing. is like yeah, okay, this is like the massive onslaught. So, um, but in terms of um, like the side missions, can you go back like after you complete the game? Can yeah, you yeah, yeah just you can, go... it's the game.
2: The game's totally open after that. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, like, okay, you, the, the, the okay that's The cool. secret
4: ending. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you can't. Yeah, you
2: can't get the secret ending until even after the credits roll and the map is open for you. Then you can do whatever you want okay all right okay that's right so it's not like last
4: of us in it when you can't really go back and check out like you remember you gotta remember that's
2: God of War was a, it's, it's all one take even ragnar's yeah, all yeah. one take so you can go back to any area you want yeah, yeah i think the only bit you can't go back to is um anything that happens in like a cut scene in a different area if he walks into some room and then walks back out in the same cutscene, mm-hmm. that's not there but anything that you ran right. through or controlled through that whole map, all the realms that are unlocked in there are all available. I just unlocked. Oh, yeah. sick!
4: Okay, cool. I'm gonna have a lot of fun You've unlocked it for the a campaign. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. And I've been like, yeah, it's the achievements, man. I've been going, going crazy. I still haven't paid attention to any of them because I don't want any spoilers. But it's gonna be a lot of fun this year. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. That's what we've been playing. Uh, and now we're gonna dive over to a game recommendation from our uh, our lovely co-host, Demi. Here you go.
1: Ridge Racer! Remember that one? Another week, another game recommendation. That is right, I am back with a new one. Now, this one is already available on the PlayStation Store, so no waiting time necessary, and it's only 15 99 so go treat yourself, It is the season. This one is called Adrift. So this is an immersive first-person experience that tells the story of an astronaut in Peril. Floating silently amongst the wreckage of a destroyed space station with no memory and a severely damaged EVA suit slowly leaking oxygen, the only survivor struggles to determine the cause of the catastrophic event that took the lives of everyone on board. The player fights to stay alive by exploring the wreckage for precious resources and overcomes the challenges of an unforgiving environment to repair the damaged EEV and safely return Home. Now, I've already played and finished the game, and it is totally different to any other game out there. Floating in zero gravity makes navigating the debris in space so unique, and the constant need for oxygen made me stay alert the whole time. The game obviously does not overstate its welcome, and it only took around five hours to complete. Now, I know there are a lot of busy ones out there, so if you don't have a lot of time like me, this one is perfect for you. Have you heard of this one before? Let us know what games you're loving by tweeting us at latest ps5 catch you next week
4: cool all right then so drift, man so you've played it as awesome haven't you so what do you think about it yeah yeah
2: it's a great game she says it mm. best there you know it is really really unique um mm-hmm. again the whole game like in playing zero gravity but you're always on the edge of your seat as she says i feel like i'm repeating her because you don't have enough oxygen and things and mm-hmm. you're just finding like um, memos and things like that about what happened to this, sp- but and visually, it's stunning. And the, the 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 view you get of the Earth and the background is is daunting. Like, yeah. um, this game needs VR support for PSVR two, and it's. I'd uh, go back,
4: and I'd play it. Um, but yeah, nice. it's a really really good game. Yeah, I'll give it a go. In fact, there is actually another game that I do I can't wait to get my hands on, uh, and I don't know if we can talk about it, but the Forest Quartet. So uh, mm-hmm. that was uh, last, yeah, last week's was last week's recommendation. What was it? Um, uh,
2: no, so it was um, a game that the developer has reached out, uh, sent us some codes. We are going to play the game um, this week. And we'll have plenty to say about it next week. But I did look at the trailer, I've put the trailer in the description along with Adrift, which is the game recommendation. But have mm-hmm. a look at the trailer for the French Quartet. I tell you what, man, I watched that trailer
4: and it mm-hmm. looked cool, man. I was like, okay, okay, I, I yeah. see what you're doing here. It, I'm does look try inter- this. it does look interesting. I like innovation, but anyway, let's dive into the, uh, the first piece of news this week. That's what we got, okay, number one.
2: Sony Santa Monica... I feel like we just talk about God of War every week, right? It's slowly (laughs) getting out of the way. It's slowly getting out of the way, though. Sony Santa Monica Studios' (laughs) God of War Ragnarok isn't even a month old at this point. But Time Magazine was impressed enough to crown Kratos' latest adventure as its best game of 2022. So it was Time Magazine's Game of the Year. The PS4 and PS5 exclusive title fended off some stiff competition... From the likes of Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, and surprisingly, The cor- the Quarry, which found itself ahead mm. of From Software's epic fantasy RPG in times list. So, mm. I'll run down their top 10 for Time Magazine. Number Let's 10, go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, which is getting a lot of love from everywhere. Cow number, number 9, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, was a sales juggernaut this year. Number mm. 8. Resident Evil Village, Shadows of Rose, which is the DLC. Number seven, Alex knows all about it. It's Seafood. Number six, The Last of Us Part 1 remake was in the top ten. Number five, Stray. Number four, Elden Ring. Three, The Quarry. Two, Horizon Forbidden West. And number one, God of War Ragnarok. So Alex, we spoke about it last week, how Elden Ring and God of War were just going to be bouncing back between one another. You know
4: what I mean? Well, it just seems like it. Well, Elden Ring coming in at number four. You know, we've got a war coming straight in at number one. You know, uh, will this reflect what we see at the Game Awards? You know, only time Oh will well, tell.
2: Here's a funny thing. The rumor is um, Sekiro 2 is going to be announced at the Game Awards. Oh, yes. announce it with us and Elden, win, Elden Ring can win Game of the Year. You know what I mean? That, it, <laughs> if Sekiro 2... Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching the game awards live, if you're if you're state so if you're in America, if you're in North America, and you can bet on the game awards, if Sekiro 2 is shown, put your money on Elden Ring. This is not me giving Ooh. you betting advice. I'm just saying it's a very political <laughs> show. So that you can see happening, right? You know.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean that's a good to be honest. It's a good shout, at least. Uh well, but yeah, man, I mean I'm really impressed with.
2: It's not just Time Magazine. God of War Ragnarok was also the big winner at the 3D Yu-Gi-Oh! Awards held this past week. The site is the biggest in Latin markets. The game took home Best Game of the Year from the press, the Best Game of the Year from their users, Best Performance, which Christopher Judge at Kratos, Best Story, and Better Graphics. So um, we are fully in awards season now. I think it also won Game of the Year at the Bill Bower Awards, something we spoke about a few weeks back. So that's Mm -hmm. three noteworthy game of the year awards for god of war at the moment but obviously as we mentioned your real big ones are things like the dice awards and the baftas and stuff like that they all have their own sort of political things that's why the dice Mm. awards are seen as the big ones because that's where like people within the industry developers and things are the ones who are voting on it not like media personnel and stuff Mm. like that but I mean, we knew God of War was going to do well. um, And we've already spoke about how God of War and Elden Ring will dominate the Game of the Year awards this year. But Alex, I mean... You're currently playing God of War 2018. I would advise you to take a break before you go into Ragnarok because Ragnarok is long. You never, do not play Ragnarok. Never. You actually <laughs> have nothing to play, which, is, if you're a Switch game, it's quite often, right? Oh, so uh, yeah. Well,
4: I'm, I'm multi talented, multi faceted. But yeah, a little, little bit of a fun fact there that the actual name of those awards, the 3D Quaggle Juego Awards, Quaggles is actually Spanish for game. <gasps> Look oh, at that, snap. 3D gamers, look at that. you get getting little, you know, facts and knowledge and a bit of uh what do you call it? Yeah, <laughs> Many new language. No, you know what, Everybody yeah, all in
2: the I love facts and I love knowledge, mm-hmm. but I would love some knowledge on DC right about now. Oh, and you might have some, right? The segues are back.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I like it, I like it. All right, and so for number two, or dos in Espanol, um, DC Studios' bigwig James Gunn has has revealed that future video game installments based on DC properties will be connected to the DC Extended Universe. The DCEU is basically the comic book giant's own version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU. Although, unlike Marvel... DC looks to set now include video games as part of the package. Um, Gunn was asked if this would be the case uh, by a Twitter fan, and he simply replied, yes. Gunn has a lot of major uh, films under his belt, having directed behemoths such as Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, as well as The Suicide Squad, awesome film, and Dawn of the Dead. Uh, one of the major upcoming DC-based releases is, of course, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, and there is also a Wonder Woman game in the pipeline too. Could these two games be among the first to connect the EU? There is a good chance, but we won't know for certain until we get the official confirmation from our folk at DC. This is great news. This mm-hmm. is great news. And, like, if anyone is going to take the helm of... Controlling where the DCU goes is—it has to be somebody who's actually worked with both Marvel and Warner Brothers. And James Gunn, I mean, I mean, he brought a a a host of characters who were completely unknown um, in the shape of Guardians of the Galaxy, and he brought it to the forefront. And now everybody likes the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what I mean? He's just got that skill. He's got that talent. He knows exactly how to get the best out of his actors, and he did the same thing with the Suicide Squad, which I thought was brilliant. You know, obviously because the first Suicide Squad was absolute pants. Um, but yeah, he came through and he smashed it. So the fact is that he's actually taken the helm, which uh who had it first? It was um Zack Snyder, right? Zack Snyder had uh was kind of in control of the DCU, mm. but obviously he's uh been let go because DC is doing a massive uh clean out or clear out or shake up. Um but I'm kinda of happy that James Gunn is there to take the place. Uh and who knows? I don't think it will be the last time we see uh, Zack Snyder on the DC EU side anyway. But um, well
2: the well the first thing James Gunn did is he dropped the E
4: didn't he so it's just
2: DCU now as well. Um yeah yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know, I I feel like it's on the downward trend now. When I mean downward trend it's still billion 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 billions but it's peaked and DC finally got their shit together after the peak and he's like come on man come on your films were yeah. people i enjoyed the dc films when they come out right and i and i get why people said that shit but they were all doing like 700 million each right which is yeah, great for yeah. them right
4: close to a bill yeah
2: exactly you know um and then you look now and you look at the marvel films uh you know uh thor doctor strange not hitting a billion and these are main Thor's ex- specifically main characters in the avengers you look at uh, Black Panther started great but it's falling off a cliff now in regards to mm. its revenue and it looks like it's not going to hit a billion either. You look at Black Adam which was a great original film, they did really well to introduce this character and get Superman back it does 375 million or something like that, you know what I mean it needed to hit 400 yeah, million yeah, so, so it's one of those things yeah. where the expectation is so high and i think that's the problem that marvel and disney specifically have had they've they they've, they've set the expectations so high for films you don't make those numbers without a 10 year arc you know and that's what people don't realize is that avengers arc to get to the numbers when it started doing a billion for them is it, it took a lot of groundwork to get there. The first set of Marvel films yeah. weren't doing that except for the Avengers films. And then they would dip back down and then they'd come back up. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of up and down, up and down. And then it had an upward trajectory as we got closer to end game and infinity war. And then it went through the mm-hmm. stratosphere. Now, an- Obviously, there's certain characters that are immune to this and will do it. Spider-Man for one. It doesn't matter what you do with yeah, Spider-Man, right? Easily. It's going to make money. Batman is another one. You look at The Batman. Matt Reeves is one with um, Robert Pattinson. Nothing to do with the DCU. Nothing to do with that. It's very dark. It's very gritty. It's very noir. It alienated people. Still did over 700 million because it's ba- Batman could just sat in a room and beat someone up for three hours and it would have done 700 he pretty million.
4: pretty much did. I you know what I mean? With that film.
2: You know what I mean? But... It's just, from a game standpoint, DC have had... They've done well, you know what I mean? Like, you look at this, But again, we're only saying this from the Arkham standpoint. You know, Arkham...
4: Not only Batman, just Arkham. No, no, no. Injustice, Arkham, the Injustice series. No,
2: but, well, the Injustice series is great, but you look at Arkham Asylum, you look at Arkham City, and you look at Arkham Knight, great games in their own right, told a great story. Then they did Batman VR, which was absolutely stunning as well, which linked to that story... Then they had a massive break and come back with Gotham Knights, which is a pile of shit. If you're enjoying Gotham Knights, well done. But I did tell you all it was going to be whack. (laughs) And the review scores showed it was whack, right? You know. So this game, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, has so much pressure on it now. Because James Gunn has said yes, but he's not going to focus on that. You know what I mean? That... 200 million dollars to make a video game is yes it might have already been working towards a wonder woman game but that budget he'll look they'll look at it and think those resources goes to another film man of steel 2 or something like that so we'll see where the balancing act goes i don't really see that happening as that as big as people think it's going to be because you might think yeah all right we're going to do um a justice league film it's coming out in four years we want a game to tie in Similar to the side story, like Enter the Matrix was with the Matrix film. Problem is, the games these days take five years, so you're not going to time the game unless it's shit and it comes out quickly to tie in with the film. Like it was yeah. the same thing with Enter the Matrix. You could see what they did; they told a whole side story of what was happening in that final scene of you know Matrix Revelations, and mm. it just it took too long and it came out too far after, and it was just like oh the lights shone down on it. You know what I mean? But
4: yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. You know, to be honest, I think this is a really good angle. And yeah, I do agree, like the peak of like the whole superhero thing is kind of like gone down. I think it kind of peaked of Infinity Wars. You know what I mean? I mean, that was just amazing. And I think it went downhill after that end game. That was literally the end of the game. Uh, you know <laughs> what I mean? But, uh, well,
2: but I think... If you think good, about it, what with what the it exception to of... Me was
4: the boys. Yeah,
2: but dude, but if you think about it from a Marvel standpoint, post-end game... Mm. Only Spider-Man is the only superhero film to hit a billion post Endgame. One, how many superhero hero films have come out? Yes, Lockdown mm. and all that stuff and yeah, everything definitely. like that. But mm. literally, well, one part. film, one mm. film
4: hit projection and overexceeding it. it was Spider-Man. And it took everything three. Free actors to make it work. You know what I mean? In fact, like just the free actors, like all that, they brought all the bad guys, all the good guys. But, dude, but this is the thing, people don't it.
2: realize as well that yes, Marvel have a say in it, but mm. it's not Marvel written. It's Sony written. So Sony made the film and they knew straight away, right? Look at what end game have done. Let's, let's look at how, I know we've gone on a tangent. We've started to talking about films, but they looked at, right. People shit on Andrew Garfield and take the piss out of Spider-Man 3's dance. We can actually turn it around and get people begging for another Tobey Maguire film, begging for an Andrew Garfield film. And how carefully written that film was to get it right, because you could have nosedived it, but they didn't. They justified all three Spider-Man characters. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Now, if they turn around and say, you know what, we actually want to do um, a Andrew Garfield miniseries, a limited yeah. run of five episodes, just to finally close that character off or... Yeah. Let's put him into the uh into the animated film. You know what I mean. They can do so much with it now, uh, which is okay. great. But in regards to games, um, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League will be a big tell
4: on its success and whether they really pull the trigger on it or not. It's know, a rock you know, steady think, game. Yeah, it's a rock steady game, and I think it will be that will be its own game. You know what I mean? Because these decisions obviously took place way after, um, you know they've been making that game. So I think from now on, I think after maybe the Wonder Woman. Game will be the first one that really takes advantage of what we're talking about here. But I think it's a really good idea, you know, especially we've seen a whole lot of film uh, uh, franchises now being ex- expanded, whether it be movies into games, from games into TV shows, into various novels, you know what I mean? To actually connect the uh, the game world has not really been a thing that's been solidified. I mean, we've seen a lot of elements, especially with, um, you know, the Marvel franchise with Wolverine. Uh, mm. Which is Wolverine Origins. Like, after that game came out, that really defined what Wolverine should look like in the movie world. You know, so when the, the you know subsequent Wolverine films came out, you know, including Logan and um, is it Days of Futures Past, they all had elements based on that game. The same thing with Hulk. You know, the Hulk game actually made Hulk do what he's doing like now. You know what I mean? With the Hulk smash and the way he moves and everything like that, it was all inspired from the game. So, and, mm. um, but that's always it's just elements being taken but then the fact is that they're actually looking at incorporating the story and actually keeping the um making it canon you know, it's just forever just expanding these IPs into the various different genres because there's a lot of people out there who maybe don't watch the films but they definitely play the games and vice versa or even watch the TV shows. And like, we didn't we talk about it a few weeks back, was it last week, with The, um, the Witcher, The Witcher 3 doing the same thing, you know, with the mm-hmm. remake coming out, they're going to be incorporating a lot of what um, fans would have seen in the TV show, which wasn't actually in the original game. So I think they're kind of realizing now that there is a map, massive opportunity here for them to take advantage of to further develop these characters and i really hope that they do it right you know like we know that marvel marvel fatigue is like a term there right everybody nobody really wants to see what marvel's doing now because it's just the same thing but dc or dcu now has the opportunity to kind of keep carry that torch and uh, further expand the franchise so Mm. i'm actually looking forward to seeing what james Gunn can do
2: and i don't need to i'm not going to get into it you don't need to get into it, but your reaction will say it all. I'm pretty sure we're all happy to say we'd rather have a Wonder Woman game than another
3: Wonder Woman film. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Starbucks. Discover festive magic with red cups at Starbucks. Find joy in every sip with a toffee nut latte. Have it hot for the ultimate winter warmer. Embrace the chill by getting it iced. Or go all out with the new toffee nut cream cold brew. Festive favourites are back at Starbucks on Starbucks Delivers and the Starbucks UK app. While stocks last the participating stores, must be 18 plus to use the app and delivery. T's and C's apply.
0: You asked for it. Now you've got it. The ultimate FIFA soundtrack has been decided with iconic artists like Muse, MGMT, Saint Motel, Blur, Billie Eilish and more making their return in FIFA 23's new World Cup mode. Play the World Cup now in FIFA 23 on PlayStation 5. FIFA 23, the world's game. PlayStation.
1: Hello everyone, I have a question for you. Did you know that we have a second PlayStation show called Latest PSX? No? Well, I have news for you. This show is exclusive to Patreon and we have new shows every single week. Over there, we deep dive into news topics, predict large shows, discuss sales numbers and much more. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, I highly suggest that you become a patron, support the show and gain access to latest PSX every week.
0: Snake, you can't defeat me with a weapon like that.
2: And we're back. Alex is still laughing over the Wonder Woman comment. you know what I mean? But number three, development of striking distance studios, the Callisto Protocol was aided by around 150 people from PlayStation's visual arts and Malaysia teams, the game's credits has revealed. This ties in with previous reports that Sony's visual arts team contributed to a number of features in the Callisto Protocol, including cinematic and motion capture. However... It wasn't known at the time just how many people were involved in the game's production alongside PlayStation Malaysia. The Callisto Protocol's PS5 download size has been revealed by the folks at PlayStation Game Size on Twitter, and fortunately, it won't cause much strain on your console's hard drive in comparison to, say, Call of Duty games. According to the Twitter account, the Callisto <laughs> Protocol will weigh in at 42794 gigabytes on Sony's PS5, which is pretty average for game sizes nowadays. Alex, 150 people! It sounds like Sony made the game with 150 people. What? How many people worked <laughs> at Striking Distance 10? What the
4: hell? <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Dude,
2: 150 people! Like, we knew Sony would, the, the, like, it's, people jump the gun too much when they see studios working on motion capture at Sony's area, you know, that their centres, their, centers, their performance studios and stuff Sony rent that out to anyone, if Microsoft wanted to rent it, Sony would rent it out to Microsoft right, because it's industry whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's TV, it's movies it's everybody uses them so we saw that, mm-hmm. but to have 150 people from PlayStation working on the Callisto protocol, why the hell does Sony not turn around and say, yeah we want six most exclusivity"? let's please. just see yeah,
4: exactly, <laughs> why didn't they do it they should have done it um, but uh, what have the reviews been saying about the game
2: uh, they go live um, tomorrow so they'll go live tomorrow but some one or two have snuck out uh, and eight or above so decent really decent game people really liking it if you liked Dead Space you're going to love the Callisto Protocol we'll be able to talk about it more next week in regards to sales numbers and Mm -hmm. review scores but early estimates are that it is going to be in the 80s so it's
4: classed as a, um, a great game you know what I mean so we'll see well, I'm glad that they actually employed the 150 people from PlayStation Visual Arts uh, Malaysia team, you know, and hopefully that just makes the game even more better. Uh, I was a bit suspicious about when they're actually going to be releasing the uh, the embargo, you know, because it's so close to the release date, and mm-hmm. generally that means that the game potentially could be a bit. I mean, it just it just shows the game
2: <laughs> how much balls Sony have to let you let reviewers have God of War and Horizon and these games three weeks before launch to then play Mm. in their time for two weeks and then drop the review a week before launch like can you imagine if people shit on Ragnarok and then you gotta sit there for a week while people are (laughs) shitting on it over and over and then the game
4: launches (laughs) like you're like yeah that would have been mad like what (laughs) but I mean Uh, that's pretty good
2: to having 150 people working on a game you should have asked for an exclusive because Speaking of exclusive, Alex, the next story oh. is all about a certain exclusive. Right? <laughs> Look at yeah,
4: this. They, they keep rolling on. They're rolling on. <laughs> all right, then. So uh, a new report from Reuters cites that people familiar with the matter, claiming Microsoft, um, is likely to offer remedies as a means to gain approval for its purchase of Activision Blizzard sooner. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're back to that train wreck. (laughs) Um, The report uh, specifies that a 10-year licensing deal with Sony for Call of Duty could very well be what a sort of remedy would consist of. Um, If this kind of contract and approval... Of the, of the acquisition along mm-hmm. with it uh, came to pass, then it could potentially go a long way to gaining approval with the FTC and the UK CMA, as long as the OPP and the GOD and all the different mm-hmm. acronyms out there, along with every other country, get to approve the sale. Surprisingly, it's the NWA. You know, <laughs> and the NWA. Wait, well, they would have been thrown in there anyway, right? Uh, but yeah, it's uh, as we we spoke to Death about this, you know, I mean, we did it a lot last week. Uh, definitely go check out that podcast; it's a really good one. Um, but yeah, um, we know that Sony's just getting lazy. Uh, Call of Duty is, and you know, the funny thing is about this whole thing, it just kind of shows how I don't know, shows a little bit of a weakness, you know, that uh, or or how much dependency Sony actually does have. On the Call of Duty franchise, obviously, whenever it drops uh, every year or whenever it does, it sells, like, cupcakes, right? Let me flip it to you.
2: Forbes talked about how is this the the hand Sony played all along because so much money is involved. They knew the deal wasn't going to get blocked. But if you make enough Mm -hmm. noise, you can control the parameters on certain sections of the deal to get it approved because now we had Microsoft last month creating a website Literally just about why this deal should go through. we've had Phil Spencer and even the head of Microsoft himself talking about pleading about this deal you've mm-hmm. had um the FTC and the CMA saying no, 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 Sony have made enough baby noises and threw the toys out of the pram to get the CMA and the FTC to look their way and now they're turning around Microsoft and Activision and saying, okay, how about a ten year licensing deal? does that goes now does that look at Sony look at that and think now we've got ten years to find that fucking replacement. Find an FPS or <laughs> buy a game that we can get exclusive on our side. Because Please leave it on
4: our console. We need COD. We need cut. <laughs> but you can see why I'm I mean, making it free.
2: It's, it's crazy because now you look at it and Sony will look at this now and they'll say, right, on the initial terms of the deal, we were going to lose it by the end of the PS5 generation. So when the PS6 came out, we weren't going to have COD on it anymore. And when you launch a new machine, Microsoft are going to tout everywhere. On Game Pass, day one, by our machine, you get the new Call of Duty, right? Now, if this is going through, Sony now have this massive, gigantic shooter onto the next generation, PlayStation 6 as well. You know what I mean? At least going three quarters of the way through that generation, which is kind of, again, it's just time, because now it looks like my... See, this is it, its poker. Microsoft have now shown that they're they're they're, they're willing to offer remedies you know what i mean but now sony can turn and say yeah maybe not 10 how about 12 you know take us to the end of the next generation of ps6 or how about um yeah the deal can go through we want 10 years and cod you have to sign an agreement where cod never turns up on game pass for 20 years or something like that because (laughs) activision have also come out now and said even if the deal goes through Activision games will not be on going to Game Pass. So they're doing they're doing and saying everything they can to get this deal to go through. And you know once a deal goes through they do what the fuck they want and pay the fine, right? But yeah. It's just fun. It's like a it's like a soap opera, you know what I mean? That we just get to go through each and every week. We need to have like music for it now, like an intro in yeah, like, exactly. Microsoft and Activision. Like, just for this section. Yeah. yeah. It could just even be it
4: could just and even now, be like the Activision um, Blizzard. And it could just be like
2: the get Judge Judy cuts and everything in here and stuff like that. But, God. God
4: <laughs> But you know yeah, it's but...
2: it's it's, it's it's a funny story. I will
4: say this though. It is a very funny story and like it does mean um <laughs> it really just makes sony look so weak in terms of their um you know their games line. like when it comes to um single story driven narrative games they've got that down on luck. You know and by default everybody plays FIFA and all pretty much pretty much most sports games um and fighting games all on the on the playstation but obviously the FPS arm of their um, catalog is just so weak, and I think they really It's weird, though. They should have acquired somebody who specializes no, It's funny, though,
2: because There's not a single first-person shooter game, major mm-hmm. one. So you look at Destiny, you look at Fortnite, you yeah. look at the Battlefield games, you look at Call of Duty, you look at any third person. They always sell better on PlayStation now, because of the install base is too big. Yeah. And it makes me laugh, because I just think to myself, okay, Sony... You're saying they're trying to make you like Nintendo. You made nine billion dollars more than Nintendo last year, and you're in heavy R and D for PSVR two. So it would have been even more if you take that out the equation, right? Mm-hmm. You ain't. You have to catastrophically fail to drop that nine billion dollars. And Cod don't make nine billion dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's again, it's it's a bit of everything. You don't want to lose a deal that big because this is what people don't realize is that. The deal will go through, you said it ages ago, there's too much money involved for that deal not to go through and Sony will react in kind to that. You know, They did that with Bungie to try and soften the stance by saying straight away everything is going to stay multi-platform. They'll do the deal for Activision, Sony will turn around and do a deal for Square or somebody else like that, you know what I mean? And it's just a worry. They're just more worried about Game Pass more so than anything else because obviously if all these Activision games, and if COD is now all of a sudden going to be on Game Pass day one, how many more subscribers does that go up? And that's the big thing because Microsoft are adamant to get Game Pass and xCloud working together. The technology is not quite there yet, so that's why they're holding off bill spencer said himself you know we want to do the connection where you like a dongle that just goes in but it's just too expensive to manufacture at the moment when we get it below the price point we're uh, gonna manufacture it and release it. ain't it. even
4: there. it ain't even there. i think yeah i mean they, they could easily do it. they could easily drop it but right now i mean like this obviously would be a clincher you know what i mean card would be the one thing that would sway the fans and potential potential PS6 uh, purchasers um, to go and actually go towards Xbox, you know, to make sure that if you can actually play Call of Duty, all you have to do is put like a Amazon Fire Stick or Xbox version of an Amazon Fire Stick in the back of your TV and you can just get connected. And Microsoft know that they've got they've got the next 10 years like down to a T because they've got the technology which we're going to be um, playing in. You know what I mean? They've got the cloud systems. I mean, we've had... Um, The likes of Google Stadia, which has now failed because they didn't have the brand, you know, but now you've got Microsoft who's learned a lot from Google Stadia. They've got similar technology with the Azure network and Sony is Sony's got the games, but they don't have the infrastructure for cloud. So that's going to be something that they definitely have to work on in the next five to 10 years. And we probably even see them partnering with the likes of Amazon because they're the only ones who are, you know, a behemoth or they may even partner with Google. You know, I mean, that would be something that I would not be surprised to hear because you need to go with a company who knows exactly how to make sure that the cloud is going to be resilient and also capable of playing the whole host of games which are going to be pretty much being shared over the networks in the next 10 years because I really don't see the next consoles being anything more than just a small stick or, you know, pretty much similar to what the the, uh, Xbox showed previously, right? That little, I don't know, wave Mm. of things right. But anyway... Alas, we'll be Alex, about before, this before we go on a break, game. you know, <laughs>
2: like, even though we're going to go time. on a break, I'm not going to stop, you know. Yeah. It sounds like at a time like this yeah. when you got this big bad deal going through Sony Need a Hero, and speaking of heroes, they've got an initiative for that in China, haven't they? Oh, <laughs> what a
0: transition. <laughs> <laughs> that was segue. You asked for it. Now you've got it. The ultimate FIFA soundtrack has been decided with iconic artists like Muse, MGMT, St. Motel, Blur, Billie Eilish and more, making their return in FIFA 23's new World Cup mode. Play the World Cup now in FIFA 23 on PlayStation 5. FIFA 23, the world's game. PlayStation
1: hey everyone now i'm gonna keep it real with you for a sec there's nothing i enjoy more than sitting down with my friends and spilling all the tea for that reason let me introduce to you the rumor mill this is a show that is exclusive to patreon now we know that the latest ps5 show is dedicated to actual news but the rumor mill is all about the juicy rumors in the video game industry I host sit down and discuss the biggest rumors there is so if you enjoy a little tea being spilled become a patron support the show and gain access to the rumor mill each month
4: struggled for a long time with surviving. No matter what, you keep finding something to fight for. And we're back.
2: Let's talk about that hero. Sony's initiative, the China Hero Project, began as a means to helping the game development market in China grow. And as the project is now entering its third phase, it looks like Sony is putting more effort into the project than ever. A report from Nico Partners details Sony's announcement of Phase 3 and how this new phase will be a much bigger effort from the publisher than the previous two after the first two phases resulted only in three cancelled titles and a slew of delayed ones. This time around, however, Sony and PlayStation Studios will play a much more direct role in getting these games off the ground and into the hands of players. It also confirms plans for at least 10 titles during the third phase. The scale of the third phase will far exceed the previous two, said Baobo, director of china game production games like fist forged in shadow torch are a result of this initiative and more are still on their way with sony confirming that six titles previously announced from the project are still on track for release smart move alex getting in you know what it's not about just releasing games w we, i sent you an article which was quite funny that official figures have 670,000 PS5 sold in China, but then the Chinese were like, no, there's actually sold way more than that, but you just can't track them because they're imported. Can't track these <laughs> But what Sony are yeah. doing here is, yes, it's to open up the Chinese market, but what they're really doing is they're setting foundations for the next generation of developers. You know what I mean? And you've seen some mm-hmm. of the visuals in these games coming out of these Chinese developed titles, and you're like, whoa, that ain't a game. Yeah. That's not a game yeah. for this generation. It looks ridiculous. You know, the talent is. That has, is being unearthed there because this China Hero Project is going through universities and colleges in China and everything. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese, you know, the, the party there that run the country, they are pushing it as well because it's growing. Obviously, it's an industry that's not just for video games. It's for all media because they're so all intertwined and stuff. But smart yeah. move
4: by Sony, getting in there early, right? It is, it is. I mean, the market in China is going to be, well, it is huge, you know, and once they've gone over their legal hurdles in terms of where they can sell the console, uh, because obviously China's going through a lot of their political issues, you know, and this being one of them, um, you know, I'm sure they're gonna. it's going to be a massive market and Sony's going to be very happy that they invested with them very early. Um, I mean, it's a market that even the likes of uh, Xbox can't really touch. You know, they're trying, you know, they're trying to get their hands in there. They're trying to get their hands on um, Japanese studios as well. But obviously, because of the law of the land, you can't just pick up whatever you want. Unlike an Activision and Blizzard deal. Um, but yeah, so I'm really glad to hear this. And I'm I'm, I'm really hoping to see other countries as well, um, you know, announce uh, new projects as well, initiatives. Because I think the best way that this industry is going to evolve is by opening it up. You know, mm-hmm. there's only so much um, stories that uh, particular cultures, like, like the Western culture, can do when it comes to a lot of these games, and that's how we learn. You know, we get inspired by different cultures, and then we create some brand new content, which is just going to be enjoyed by a lot many a lot more people. And as we know now, there are more game uh, game players on the planet than ever. So let's just keep expanding, opening the doors, and we'll see what it, what comes up.
2: You know, they talked about. Um, I'm trying not to laugh as I say this. Uh, They talked about in that story article about how the first previous two phases, you know, resulted in three cancelled titles and a bunch of delays, Mm -hmm. up and down ride like a roller coaster. Alex, oh, speaking of roller coasters,
4: (laughs) you know, we should just have like a Segway show. (laughs) (laughs) Guess the Segway. Anyway, so let's yeah. On that note, the Spanish theme park Port Adventura World has announced it will be open. <laughs> it will open the doors on the Uncharted theme roller coaster in 2023. Ah, you see, people. Uh, few details have been revealed yet. Uh, with the official Twitter announcement simply reading, "Welcome Uncharted to Port Adventura World, uh, new attraction, more emotions." Uh, interesting choice of words. Uh, a report on Javi Consolus was we've all the Spanish articles this week yeah, uh, mentions that a, a roller coaster is currently in production, with uh, which appears to be uh, indoors and located in the far west area of the theme park. There is a Wild West theme, including um, a Grand Canyon rapids and Western theme sculptures, which is believed to be the uncharted ride. Wow an uncharted ride i mean the game alone is just i mean the set pieces that they have you know it's just mm. unbelievable and they try to I can tell you as well the game.
2: Um, i've been yeah. to port aventura oh, yeah? and uh it's going to be in the old american area right and mm-hmm. if they get this right it'll be a fun ride especially if it's indoors if it's like Grand Canyons and stuff like that which is sort of like all the crazy elements of Uncharted you can only go yeah. one of two ways with Uncharted you're either doing the old American stuff or you're doing like Tibetan and Aztec and stuff but it looks like they're going yeah. down and the American Aztec sort mm-hmm. of route with it yeah but, yeah, I mean, it's 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 fun to see video games branching out. You've got Nintendo World coming in a few years as well. You've already got yeah. Nintendo Land somewhere, haven't you? Uh, or like, It's a Nintendo yeah, Land. in Japan. In yeah, Japan, but Japan. a real little home theme park dedicated to it. Yeah, so. in
4: America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be in Florida, Los Angeles.
2: It's, <laughs> we spoke about it. IP. You know, you look how how strong IP is. Like, yeah. Sonic, Sonic and Mario are your evergreens. Right, they, they're they your two guaranteed evergreen IPs that can transcend. And Sonic's been up and down, Mario just focused on video games. You're right, you Look you know at it. them both now, right? They are everywhere. <laughs> uh, you could say to a s- extent the closest thing to that was potentially Tomb Raider at one point, but it fell away and went quiet and it came back. It didn't make a big splash, but Sonic and Mario are just always there. They're the evergreens. I was you just going to say, strength- as you
4: pointed those two out. Yeah, though Sonic and Mario are pretty much like today's. Was it uh, Mickey Mouse for Disney and Bugs Bunny? Exactly. But I mean, you
2: look at uh, like Sonic, people don't realize, yeah, it's had a slew of shit games over the last decade, but it's finally got its games on track with Frontiers. It's had a Mm. very popular animated show that has gone constantly under the radar and to the point where Mm. Netflix picked it up. It has uh, the resurgence of the movies as well. But then you look at Mario in reverse. Mario had the great games, but didn't have anything else. It Like, the film was bollocks, and no one dared touch it because it's a beloved franchise, right? And mm-hmm. Nintendo were not going to let that go easy. You're talking
4: about the original film with Bob kids, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest yeah. in peace.
2: And now you look now, <laughs> and Mario's done the Sonic. You know what I mean? They're both on the same level playing field. Mario's got great games. Mm. Sonic's got a great game. Sonic's got great multimedia. Now Mario's going to have great multimedia. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yes, those other big boys. But then you look at all these other IP now, you've got the Horizon TV show, the Last of Us TV show, you've got God of War TV show in production, you've got an Uncharted theme ride, you've got Nintendo Land, you, I'm sure you, you've got the Halo arcade machines which are massive in these arcades and stuff. It's everywhere. These biggest franchises and these biggest IPs are everywhere. I mean, they've just announced a Gears of War movie as well, you know, which Batista wants to be in. So it's going everywhere, no, you know. But is, I mean... All you got to think if you think what's a roller coaster going to be like, just pretend you're on Indiana Jones. There you mm. go. But I swear to God, yeah. if I queue up for this ride,
4: and I'm what's not it going to be me, like?
2: And I'm not hearing the Uncharted theme. I'm not happy. I'm not happy.
4: It, I mean, that's I'm you know me about saying. It well, do you think to it's going to gonna be, in be in like Q. one of the. You think you're actually going to be on like a cart or like a buggy? You know what I mean? And you're going to see like Nathan Drake doing one of his crazy missions.
2: No, no, no. Like uh, there's pictures on the site of an enclosed building, and you can see the track being built. So it looks mm. like it's going to start like saw so because it looks like there's the beginning because you can see bits mm. of like um the sides you know where people mm. would stand, and the mm. track literally just goes up, and I'm like that's like saw so. because as soon as you start in saw so you go on up up
4: up okay. up up yeah, yeah. and then it okay. drops you yeah so. yeah, yeah the
2: okay yeah
4: interesting. it'll
3: be cool, mm. cool all right then well look out for that people. This episode is brought to you by Starbucks. Discover festive magic with Red Cups at Starbucks. Find joy in every sip with the Toffee Nut Latte. Have it hot for the ultimate winter warmer. Embrace the chill by getting it iced. Or go all out with the new Toffee Nut Cream cold brew. Festive favourites are back at Starbucks. On Starbucks Delivers and the Starbucks UK app. While stocks last at participating stores. Must be 18 plus to use the app and delivery. T's and C's apply. You do not know everything, boy.
1: It is time for the UK sales charts of the week. Woohoo! So, last week it was a pretty hectic one, not gonna lie, but this week we are literally just sticking with the top 10 games charts of the week. So, pretty chill. Let's just jump straight into it. Animal Crossing New Horizons is at number 10, still, with Just Dance 2023 edition at number 9. At number 8 is Nintendo Switch Sports. And at number 7 is Sonic Frontiers. Now, this title only came out three weeks ago, but was reduced in price to just over £30 during Black Friday. And as a result, the Sega platform game rose up 203% in sales and is now to number seven at number six is pokemon scarlet with god of war ragnarok at number five at number four is mario kart 8 deluxe with pokemon violet at number three now call of duty modern warfare 2 is back up to number two after sales rose nine percent despite the game not receiving a significant discount And at number one, let's take a minute to reflect on my prediction last week, shall we? Hmm, I wonder what it could be. Surprise, surprise, it's FIFA 23. So the best selling box game of the week is FIFA 23 with sales up 95%. The EA game was reduced and also included in hardware bundles. It will also have benefited from the World Cup, which kicked off last week. I mean, are we surprised? Absolutely not. Were you correct? Was your prediction correct? I think so too. Catch me next week for the update
4: good. Uh, I'm really happy to see that um, Grand Theft Auto is not in the charts. So well done, people. Well done. You are the winners this week. Remember that. That's one step closer to GTA 6. Alex, <laughs> I mean, let's give her, her credit where credit's due. She, she said FIFA was going
2: to be number one in Black Friday week, you know, and it was. Yeah. But nice. we were wrong, mate. No Star Wars in sight. We thought it would sneak back in, but it didn't.
4: <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't. But you, I'm sure you did mention as well the World Cup fever would could leak into the uh, charts and anyway. Indeed, it has uh, and obviously Pokemon Scarlet uh, has done quite amazingly again, actually there's there's two entries of that. But anyway, uh, let's move on. let's let's jump on to the uh, the letters.
2: Well, don't forget as well that um, right. with FIFA, FIFA had a big discount deal. Um, which obviously was gonna guarantee it goes straight back to number one. When I say big, it was like fifteen pound off. Cod didn't really have one, as she mentioned. You know, it had barely any discount. God of War didn't have a discount. The Mario Kart Eight was the bundle. The Mario Kart Eight bundle came back in for Black Friday. There was big discounts on um Switch machines and the Xbox Series S really cheap man. That like, proper proper cheap. Uh, so it had mm-hmm. a really big week last week, but you well. There's no first-party games to buy, so you're not going to see Xbox. Ta- I can't actually remember the last time I saw an Xbox game in the chart. Come to think about it, I'm actually trying to think now. Like when the hell would it? Would it did Halo? Was <laughs> probably Halo Infinite was maybe it probably the last was one. was Halo. You know what I mean? Yeah, was Halo. fucking
4: Halo. Yeah, yeah It is, bad. but then again, we knew we kind of knew that really, and it because like Xbox did say they were going to have a kind of quiet year until they start releasing the big boys, and um, it's all set up for. Year from 2023 onwards they're they're vowed to be heavy hitters
2: well you know FIFA's just turning around to all of the nine games going these nuts
4: yeah jumping back to FIFA I don't know if you've seen online there's that clip that shows um, it compares the first FIFA and it basically goes through every single iteration of FIFA all the way to 2023 I think um, and it's just amazing just seeing how the graphics and the technology and just the logistics have improved. Okay, Alex, you know. Alex, 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 Alex,
2: Alex, let's get something straight. Visuals have improved. The technology is still the same. Game still plays the same as FIFA 93. Okay, shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You'd think so. I joke, right? of course. I joke, of course. But, you know, not that much of an
2: evolution. Yeah, obviously, you would hear that from a Pez,
4: you know what I mean, obviously. <laughs> a FIFA hater uh but yeah no it's amazing in fact i'd love to see one from um from pez you know what i mean to see exactly how no, they've improved don't. because please don't because there's they, there, there oh, it's, it's on, gonna be up and down up, up and down one. mate <laughs> let's not go from ps3 we don't want to can we just skip the ps3 era yeah but it is funny though you know when you see those massive jumps in either do check it out people because it is quite an amazing just see just for historic sake but you do see elements of pez you know what i mean where well, they do make like a, a massive jump where fifa characters were very wooden you look at the um you can see and see the elements of where they've incorporated things, like elements from Pez um, in terms of the passing and just like the general graphics and the overall look. Um, and it does look quite amazing, man. But um definitely check it out.
3: Get ready for the next battle.
1: Okay, so it's time for the guys to answer your questions. If you do have a question, then you know what to do. Tweet us at latest PS 5 and have a chat. I love reading these. First up is M from Manchester. They say, afternoon, Demi and the boys. Will five-year development cycles become a detriment to the industry? From a technical point, no one wants to be Cyberpunk 2077 or the new Pokemon, thus game delays. Miyamoto quotes are now commonplace for game development, along with demand to kill crunch culture if game generations are roughly 10 years then developers have two chances to make a game in a generation now if you're santa monica and a game gets cancelled you get one chance in the ps4 generation sure multiple teams can help this problem but the pool of developers across industries has become thin indeed
4: yeah uh, well yeah great question um you know that brings to mind uh the game that uh, you introduced me to that app uh, which is game dev tycoon you know when you actually get to uh, create games <clears throat> and we've actually own a company you know what i mean a games development company and you start to get to know the different cycles in terms of when um, consoles are being released and making sure that you release certain games <clears throat> uh, relatively quickly or frequently but it also has to make sure you also have to make sure that the games don't follow the same type of pattern. So if you've already released a, a FPS, don't create another one like the next year because obviously the 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 market won't really react to it. But then again, obviously that rule breaks when you've got a game like COD. Uh, but typically, you know, when you've got like a massive event of a game, for example, like a Mario or even like a Last of Us. You know, these games do need time to breathe once they've been released into the wild. Um, and yeah, with game, um, with generations now, game generations, you know, forever extending. I mean, now this current generation is looking to be between seven to 10 years, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, yeah, it, will it actually affect? It will put a lot of pressure onto um, onto the developers. Yeah, obviously for the, the console manufacturers to make sure that they are picking the correct game and investing into the correct game, which is going to definitely fulfill um, or to satisfy um, their their markets. You know, they want to make sure that they're touching all different genres as well to make sure that they can make enough, as much revenue as they can. Um, and as long as they're playing that game well, it won't really be a problem for them. You know, as long as they've got multiple teams, they've got multiple studios, and they're also coming out with different games. So it's not the same thing over and over again. Like we've just had God of War Ragnarok, we would be kind of bored if we saw another version of God of War Ragnarok come in February, you know, so we're going to have to get a, a mm. completely different type of game. You know, we had yeah. um, GTA, we had what uh, Gran Turismo earlier on this year. You know what I mean? It's been a while since we've seen that, so that's another event. So as long as they can just make sure that they've got like one key game in each one of these genre fields and keep the rotation going, I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. But there is one company that it will be a problem for. <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> because right now they've had to buy up a whole lot of studios obviously they went shopping a few years ago and like yeah obviously we talked about exhibition places like you know um Alex, but, yeah. they
2: went shopping before bethesda and still haven't was, got anything it? from ninja theory and stuff like that you know what i mean those games haven't even do? come out yet it's like what what are you doing you know what i mean it's just <laughs> crazy but i get mm. what um is it M from manchester yes M. Uh, it is a great question, but again, you look at God of War 2018, God of War Ragnarok 2022, four years, and you've seen mm. the size of God of War Ragnarok. And yes, a lot of assets and everything come over to make it the development faster and easier, but with the likes of Unreal Engine 5 and the tools available to developers and stuff like that, games are getting bigger all the time, but the tools are getting better. The, the consoles are getting better. The, the development now, you don't have to make a PS3 version. You do need more artists and more script writers and everything on these games. Games are getting bigger and bigger, just like films. But if you don't have a game that's been developed for five years, you don't get your God of Wars, you don't get your Elden Rings. You don't get I mean, look look at Zelda. What's the gap between the two Zelda games? Breath of the Wild and the new one. It was be about gap? five years, was not it? Yeah, but five exactly. six years. Yeah. Some games are in development for four years five years and they don't turn out great but to get the true greats they have been in development for a long time you know and that's where you're seeing now a lot more independent games doing well and thriving there's more space because mm. the double a has kind of disappeared or dissipated a little bit so yeah. you are seeing a lot more independents that are coming out every few years but the teams are bigger you know so we talk about santa monica Yes, they were making God of War Ragnarok, but there was another project on the go at the same time. You look at Naughty Dog. Yes, they were finishing up The Last of Us remake, but there was another project with Neil Druckmann directing going on at another time. So yes, you do get some of the bigger companies like a Naughty Dog or a Santa Monica only doing two games in a generation, maybe even one. But they are a part of a conglomerate of PlayStation Studios who are always bringing you two, maybe three games a year. So Mm -hmm. it all kind of balances out. The developers at EA, the developers at Microsoft, Nintendo. I mean, you look at Nintendo. Nintendo, you thought five years were bad. When they had a handheld and a home console, they took turns. So Mario Kart came to a home console. Then you wouldn't see it because it had to come out on a version on the handheld before they restarted development on the console again. So you were only getting like one Mario Kart. A Nintendo console because it'd be home console handheld, home console handheld. Now it's Mm -hmm. just Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. You know that's all you need. You don't need anything (laughs) else in your life. That's all. It's not
4: Mario Kart Eight. It's actually Mario Kart Infinity. That's the Infinity logo. So it's just that's it. (laughs) That's the the last Mario Kart. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, but yeah, that's a great question though. It's It's a a great question.
0: Now make me feel it.
4: Make me
1: feel
0: alive again
1: hey dsa why hasn't star trek had its hogwarts legacy moment the worlds and lore would be perfect for a triple a game i imagine a game like mass effect mixed with no man's sky but set in the star trek universe and it would be a slam dunk however we've never got anything close to that except maybe that star trek online if we ever were to get a big budget star trek game what would it be about and who would make it be well team and continue to excel every week
2: Mm. Alex let me answer this one man let me answer yeah, this one because I've watched all the Star Trek Discovery on Netflix which is great I'm not a Trekkie <laughs> I haven't watched <laughs> yeah, the old yeah, Star idea, Treks now I've watched Star Trek Discovery because it was great if you haven't mm-hmm. watched it watch it it's on Netflix and I watched Picard on Prime because I was in that Star Trek Discovery mode right All right. Star Trek as a game the perfect way it would be is Mass Effect problem is Mass Effect is existing Mass Effect, Mass Effect. <laughs> Citadel <laughs> the the groups everything it is literally ripped from star trek to yeah. make this game even the council mm-hmm. the foundation all these people it's even the the tv show the foundation it's all ripped from star trek lore mm-hmm. and star wars lore and put in a mixed up and released that's the problem if you were to make a star trek game it would literally be as as uh, harlan mentioned it would be mass effect mixed with no man's sky obviously the big part of a game would have to be the enterprise you know which again is like um obviously the same thing with mass effect on the ship as well with the normandy where you're constantly upgrading the normandy you're looking after the normandy you can see all the the flight map you're in the captain's area it's the same thing that would happen in the enterprise as well in that game in in terms of what the game would be about, it'd be an intergalactic war with politics, of course, which is Mass Effect again. So that's the problem. Mm. Mass Effect literally stole Star Trek's Thunder and did it with aliens as well, you know, which is what Star Trek is all about. Going to different worlds with different mm. species and sorting out problems, you know, with a bigger arching story. That's what it would be. Um I think but also
4: Star Trek's always been like um what pg uh pg 13 or 12a max Mm. you know so like mass effect is like what 15 18 so you know they've got a bit more room and freedom to go a bit more graphic in terms of the action Uh, i mean this is what made
2: star trek discovery on netflix amazing because they went into um they went into time travel Mm-hmm. and it really opened up a lot of different avenues that you could do in terms of story, which made it great, which you could do into a game as well to separate and differentiate it from Mass Effect. But mm-hmm. from a gameplay standpoint, it is literally Mass Effect meets No Man's Sky, you know, with the Enterprise. But, yeah, it's tricky because, you—he obviously, Harlan's talking about the Hogwarts Legacy moment. That means you're talking about AAA. He mentions the Star Trek online game. Yeah. It's hard because Star mm. Trek already has great AAA games and it's called Mass Effect and it's called No Man's Sky and it's called yeah. whatever else is out there that's in space, you know. Um, mm. You can't do Star Trek with horror because you got Dead Space and the Callisto Protocol. You can't do Star Trek as a proper Star Trek game because it's Mass Effect. You can't do it as an exploring game because it's No Man's Sky. So um, it's stuck between... It's missed its boat, but there's no harm in releasing a clone with the Star Trek skin to it. You know what I mean? Um There'd be nothing better than being a game, being a character that starts in the um, academy and works the way up and your goal is to get to the Enterprise, you know what I mean? And then you're like, woo, I'm there, sort of thing. Or or Mm. maybe you're not even in the Enterprise. If you want to make a game, you do a side story. If I was to do a Star Trek game, you know how I would do it? I just thought about it, as I said, Enterprise. Mm -hmm. Be a Klingon. Do it from the other side. Yeah, do yeah, it from yeah, the yeah, other yeah. side. Be, be an mm. alien species, and you're going mm. up against the council. You're going up against the humans and the Enterprise and shit like that. Imagine if you're hey, a Klingon and shit, and you good. see them start beaming down. You're like, oh fuck! You know yeah, what I mean? yeah,
4: seriously, that
2: could work. Or you know, do it as a Vulcan. You know, like Spock and that. Do it as a Vulcan or some shit. Okay, I sound like a nerd now.
4: No, no, but that, no, you're definitely nerd worthy. But like, <laughs> you're right. I think if they ever did went uh, down like the Klingon route, or even like. If they followed the story or the campaign of one particular character, maybe I don't know, like John Boot Picard's dad or something, you know what I mean, or something like that, and they just create a whole world which has not really been explored on uh, on TV or in the films, uh, and then maybe that would then cause a lot more fans to actually just dive into it because it's it's going to be canon. And the only way to experience it will be, you know, via the game. And then hopefully, maybe they will incorporate that into the TV, as we've been mentioning earlier on in the show. Maybe they'll just interact. You know what I mean? It would leak on uh, into mm. the different various movies or um, TV shows. But yeah, it's it's a weird one. It is funny how they haven't actually just focused on one because it's such a massive franchise, you know. But who knows? Maybe they are working on it. Maybe they are they're trying to find a slam dunk for it and uh, and maybe something which will blow the likes of Mass Effect and No Man's Sky out the window, you know, because I'm sure there's a lot of things that people don't like about Mass Effect, even though it's an amazing game, and the same thing with No Man's Sky. If they could find, like, that happy medium, you know, especially with some original content that you can't get anywhere else, you know, be paying the bad guy, you know what I mean, and flip the script or just something, a completely different narrative that we haven't heard, you know, maybe there, there could be um, room for it to grow, and if they give it to a studio which is maybe not as big you know what I mean like a like, um I don't know super massive games or something I don't know just give it to somebody like them <clears throat> just because I like the name of the, their title um but yeah um Star Trek who knows well thank you anyway for that question Harlan um hopefully yeah because I'm a fan of Star Trek well not as much as you but I've seen the I've seen the movies and the movies are pretty good um I'm
2: not a fan of Star Trek I just like Star Trek Discovery it's a good show, man. <laughs> good show. Yeah, what well, JJ Abrahams
4: did with those star, the first two Star Trek's with. Um, the film,
2: the, the film, the, actually, films were, was pretty good. And that. the film was really good, yeah. man. I actually liked them. They were really good. Yeah, so, uh, enough tricky nerdness from
4: us. All right, then. Well, um, yeah, we've nerded out today. As you've seen, we've dived into movies, we've dived into uh, different studios, and we'd like to hear your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, uh, about anything that we spoke about today. Um, what are your thoughts about the Game Awards? And um, listeners. Listen, yep.
2: when you write in enough of this demi first shit, okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm not noticing this. And I know she's listening and enjoying this shit. I'm not gonna give mm-hmm. you the satisfaction of me like losing my shit over it, but come
4: on. SAD. Yeah, yeah. David's getting a lot of love. So give, give some Sonny love and give some Alex love because, you know, we need love too. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, let us know uh, your thoughts about any of this stuff uh, as you're distributing that love, whether it's about the More Game, uh, the Game Awards, uh, what are your thoughts on that? What do you predict? Maybe uh, get all your answers ready for when we start doing our official Game of the Year Awards, you know, the official place that you know what I mean that you know where it's going through that. Uh secondly, the uh the crystal Protocol, would you be getting that game? Or are you looking forward to it? Um, are you a bit worried the fact that they've only released the uh, embargo so close to the uh, release date? Maybe not. Um, but let us know. Uh the DC games as well and their future plans, how they're gonna interact with um the TV shows and the games, how the and the movies, how they're actually gonna make the whole lore canon um what are your thoughts on that and obviously uncharted are you going to be getting your ticket and lining up for that roller coaster we'd like to hear from you but from me and him before we i I keep doing this don't i swear mate i swear to god i swear (laughs) i just sat
2: there quietly i was like he's gonna he's he's not gonna fuck it up this week no he did he (laughs) (laughs) does. any last words mate well, listeners, <laughs> um, if you are a Patreon, um, if you head over there now, we have done a latest PSX episode, which is our predictions for the awards at the Game Awards. So you can listen to that right now. If you're not a Patreon and you want to hear that, head over to patreon.com forward slash latest PS5. The link is in the description. Click it. Help support the show. You'll get access to that episode and you could hear what our predictions are and see
4: if we're right or wrong. That's everything from me, mate. Sweet. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Catch you next week. Peace. Oh, you gotta...